Welcome in to another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at WISports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. We are just over a week left in the spring sports season, which is, means we're only just about a week left in the 2022-2023 high school sports season. Just about to put a bow on things, just about to wrap things up for this year. And uh, what a year it's been. Some great performances uh, by individuals, by teams, some huge storylines on and off the court, on and off the field as we have gone into, uh, again, the end of this year. Today on the WSN Podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about what's left on the schedule over the next week and a half or so, what state tournaments are remaining. We're also going to recap a little bit of what has happened over the last week or so with the championships that were won, the teams that have qualified for state, uh, again, championships that, that have been claimed. And we're going to, uh, a little bit later in the podcast, talk to an athlete that won a couple state championships last weekend at the state track and field meet. So looking forward to that conversation. Of course, we do also want to remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Also a note from our friends at B3 Sciences, are you looking for an athletic advantage for your athlete or team? B3 Sciences is the answer. Originally limited to only Olympic caliber athletes, it is now available to anyone. Increase vertical leap, quickness, speed, and strength through a more effective, efficient, and safer way to get a deeper level of fatigue and more muscle fiber recruitment than many modern workouts. Visit drken.b3sciences.com and take a 30-day no-risk test drive. Technology trusted by the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, LA Clippers, USA Powerlifting, Kansas City Chiefs, and many more professional teams and Olympic teams. Make sure you check out b3sciences.com and our friend Dr. Ken, drken.b3sciences.com. Well, it has uh, it has been a great couple of weeks uh, in spring sports state tournaments. Um, just a, a little bit of a note uh, to to make mention and highlight what has happened so far at the boys state golf tournament uh, over uh, over the weekend. Some championships were claimed there. Eau Claire Memorial senior Parker Etzel won the Division One boys state championship. Winston Knobloch of Winnicani was the Division II winner for the second year in a row. And in Division Three, it was sophomore Kean Bistol Flores who won the uh, Division Three championship. Team championships in the boys' golf uh, in Division One. Sheboygan North claimed the crown there. Dominating performance once again by Edgewood. They won a sixth consecutive Division II team championship in Cambridge was the Division Three champion in uh, the state golf tournament. Um, we had the state track and field championships that were contested over the weekend. We're not going to run through all of those, of course. There were, I think it's 188 individual events with 188 individual state champions, eight team championships as well, and uh, just a great week of uh, a weekend of track and field. A little bit of a weather delay on Friday, a couple of different weather delays, in fact. Um, but it was great to uh, great to get the state championships in there. Um, always just an incredible couple days at UW Lacrosse. 
In the uh, in the girls' side, team rankings, DeForest won a state title with only two athletes qualifying for the state championships, but uh, the athletes they had put up some big numbers and helped them take home a Division I girls' state championship as a team. Division II, Osceola claimed the D2 girls' state championship. In Division Three, it was Fall Creek winning it in the uh, girls' state meet. The female wheelchair division was led was won by Beloit Turner. On the boys' side, Division One Arrowhead claimed a uh, a championship along with Stevens Point. It was a shared state championship in Division One. In Division Two, Lakeside Lutheran won the Division Two boys' championship, and Shyocton claimed the Division Three boys' state title. The wheelchair championship for boys went to Marquette. We have some great state championships going on right now uh, with the softball state tournament beginning this morning as we record this on Thursday morning. Um, Three days at Goodman Diamond, Thursday through Saturday. Today on Thursday, it's the Division I quarterfinals uh, with Superior taking on Menominee Falls, Oshkosh West against Sun Prairie East, top-seeded Kaukauna takes on Waterford and Arrowhead, coached by friend of mine, Emily Martin, formerly Emily Emily Elliott from Richland Center High School, was a couple years older than me in Richland Center, uh, someone that I've known for many, many years and has had uh, great success at Arrowhead. Uh, the Warhawks, they are the fourth seed and they will play Oak Creek. In Division Two, defending champion Freedom is back. In fact, that's a theme. Four of the five state champions are back at state. They're the two seed. They'll play Turner on Friday. And then New Berlin Eisenhower is the top seed in Division II. They face off against New London. Division Three is the only division without a defending state champion, as Poinette did not qualify in Division Three. But Broadhead is the top seed. They'll face off against Somerset. And Michicot will play Mayville. Defending champion Grantsburg is the top seed in Division Four. They meet up with Iowa Scandinavia. And then it will be Stratford against Waterloo in the other game. Division 5, defending state champion Assumption is the two seed. They face off against longtime heavyweight Oakfield. And then Pacelli, the top seed, will play McDonald Central. All state championship games for, uh, for softball will be held on Saturday. All of those finals, by the way, will li- uh, be live on Bally, for- uh, Bally Sports Wisconsin or the Bally Sports Wisconsin Extra Channel. Pre-finals, any of the quarterfinal and semifinal contests will be on the NFHS network. Uh, You can find that on the WIAA.TV portal or on the NFHS network uh, subscription. They have an app for smart TVs. Of course, they have an app for smartphones as well. You can watch it on your browser. Lots of ways to check out the action at the state championship softball tournament. Also coming up this weekend is the state team tennis tournament. That will be held Friday and Saturday at Nielsen Tennis Stadium at, uh, on the campus of UW-Madison. Uh, Division One quarterfinals. Teams that have qualified include Middleton, uh, Eau Claire Memorial, Brookfield Central, Marquette, Badger, Notre Dame, Nina, and West Osha Central. Impressive for Middleton to make it to state. Uh, this is boys' tennis, by the way. I don't know if I had, had mentioned that, but uh, boys' tennis. Uh, Middleton qualified, even though there was some controversy Recently, with their head coach being let go and some allegations of, um, you know, favoritism and, and politics by parents uh, playing a factor in the uh, the head coach there 
who had led them to an undefeated record to that point being let go, but they have made it through and they have um, made it to state and are the top seed in Division One. Division Two matchups in boys' state tennis feature Brookfield Academy versus East Troy in the semifinals and then University School of Milwaukee against Aquinas. Again, the boys' state tournament held Friday and Saturday at Nielsen Tennis Stadium in Madison. Boys' baseball state tournament is set. Tuesday was sectional day with sectional semifinals and sectional finals held in one day uh, at one location for each of those uh, sectionals. And we have our field. In Division One. those quarterfinals are held on Monday next week. This is a four-day state tournament, by the way. Um, first time this has been, I believe this is the first time that, the, that they've expanded to the four-day tournament to try to stretch things out, try to um, eliminate some of the delays, eliminate some of the late, late nights that we have seen in state baseball with games going past midnight, um, just trying to make it a, uh, a more palatable schedule. So Monday, quarterfinals in Division One. Feature Whitefish Bay against Menominee Falls. Top seed at Stevens Point will play Hartford. The afternoon session, Burlington against Franklin and Middleton against Hortonville. The semifinals for Division I will be held on Wednesday. All championship games are held on Thursday. The Tuesday semifinals feature Division IV, Edgar against Ithaca, and Pecatonica against McDonald Central. Also on Tuesday in the afternoon, Division Three semifinals, Keel faces off against St. Croix Falls, and Aquinas meets up with Random Lake. Division Two semifinals held on Wednesday morning. Denmark is the top seed. They have been pretty dominant this year. They face off against Jefferson, and Altoona will take on St. Thomas More. Again, all championship games are held on Thursday. Um, the uh, As far as viewing... Uh, I believe it's the same as state uh, state softball, where the finals will be available on Valley Sports or on the Valley Sports Extra channel. Quarterfinals and semifinals available on the NFA, excuse me NFHS network or the WIAA.TV portal. Uh, so make sure that you check out all of that action at the state baseball tournament next week. Well, as we as we said, the uh, state ter- state track and field meet was contested. On last weekend, Friday and Saturday, with action on Friday, delayed a couple of different times, and then many of the state championships held on Saturday. We're going to talk to one of the individuals that won, not one, but two state championships on Saturday. Also took a podium finish in another event, and in fact is a defending state champion, so has now won four individual state championships in his career Joining us in, in just a moment will be Cade Stingle from Shyocton, an outstanding multi-sport athlete, also a key figure on the Chiefs football team that finished as the runner-up at the uh, state football championships last fall. Prior to this year, had also participated in basketball um, and, again, won a couple more state championships in track and field last weekend. So, without further ado, let's get to that conversation with Cade Stingle from Shyocton. All right, as we continue on with spring sports in the state of Wisconsin and the uh, playoffs and, and tournaments and all the, the action that goes with this busy time of the year, we wanted to take an opportunity to uh, look back 
at last week's state track and field meet, have on a guest that was one of the outstanding athletes at that state track and field meet. Shackton's Cade Stingle joins us now on the WSN podcast. Cade, appreciate you taking some time and a few minutes to catch up here uh, on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Well, first of all, let's run down what what happened last week. Um, you were the defending champion in both hurdles events in Division Three, the 110 high hurdles and the 300 meter hurdles, and uh, you were able to uh, able to repeat as state champion in both of those events. You win state yes. in two events as a junior. You know what? What are expectations? What are thoughts coming into the senior season? Well. You know, obviously, my uh, my thought process was to hold, you know, win state again. Uh, that was my goal. Um, I put on a lot of weight this year for football. That for that's what I'm going for. So I didn't know how uh, the outcome was going to be, but I was just going to give it my all because it's my last races, anyways. So um, just it was very hot um, this state meet. So staying out of the sun, staying you know cold, uh, mentally prepared, staying in my. Uh, my mindset, worrying about my own race is uh, what really made me succeed. So, Well, take us through how you got into the hurdles, how you got into track and field. Was it something that, that you guys have a youth or middle school program in or not until you got to high school? Like, how did you end up doing hurdles, which is one of the most grueling events there is in, in track and field? Yeah, so in middle school, I was actually a very good hurdler. Um, watching my brother, who is graduated from college now, um, from UW Stout, who did track and field. He was also a hurdler for a little bit. Um, I learned from him, and I just kept pushing. Uh, my sisters were a main factor of that. They always pushed me. Um, I pushed them, obviously. Uh, my warm-up partners, you could say. And uh, it just it just clicked. Uh, something about hurdles in our family is... is uh, it's it's good i don't i don't know why i don't know how to describe it but uh i was a uh, first in the nation in middle school for hurdles so i knew i was going to be a good hurdler in high school i just had to keep at it so and you mentioned your sisters and, and your family involvement in track and field just take us through kind of you know the the other people in your family that have done this and the success that that some of the the uh, the siblings have had so my my older brother he was at state uh, state appearance a couple of times in the 200 dash and the hurdle hurdles he had a tougher uh tougher times he w- didn't get as he wasn't as quick as me in the hurdles but he was very good but and, and good you've enough never to go you've never state. held that you've never held that against him or like uh said anything oh, about never. that to him as a brother right never never uh right. once in a while rub it in a little bit but you know you know how it is <laughs> So, uh, and then my sister was also a good hurdler and she was my warm up partner, uh, Kendall. So she, I pushed her, I critiqued her form all year. Um, she critiqued mine. We also had a very good hurdler coach this year, which we did not have, uh, previous years at Shyockton, which, uh, helped tremendously this year. And then Ari, she's not a hurdler, but I'm sure she could, but she also tore her meniscus and ACL like type of deal in pole vault so she didn't really want to risk anything and she's going into nursing and stuff now so and kendall and ari are your uh triplets uh with with uh with yourself so that's pretty pretty unique to have triplets that that outstanding athletes and uh just the the family in general so that's it's got to be fun to have that family involvement i imagine 
Yeah, I, I could also say my dad was a hurdler back in the day. I didn't really know how he did, but I, he was very, very fast. And he uh, played college football. So he was uh, also a pretty good athlete. Um, I, I was never a track and field person myself. My son is involved in it now, not as a hurdler. But um, just take us through the the physical and mental grind of being a hurdler and how that might compare to other events or just the regular sprints especially that 300 hurdles which i've i've had many people you know worst race, as, it's yeah. the, the worst race in track and field like what what is it like physically and mentally to go through that honestly all year um just getting back in shape from other sports i didn't do basketball this year so it was a little harder uh, i weight lifted all winter so i was pretty muscle bound going into state and uh i just i had to run I was running open 400s, four by four, just trying to train myself for the 300 hurdles because uh, that race just it just takes it out of you. There's something about it, um, and I was just mentally preparing for it. I mean, that's all you can do to do it. And uh, I lost lost some weight and dropped my time a little bit right before state, which was perfect. That's what I wanted. So. What uh, what part of the year did you have your best performance? It was was the state meet your lowest time this year, or did you have it a little bit earlier in the year? State meet was my lowest time this year. Yeah, and that's what you're looking for as a uh, as a sprinter, as a hurdler, as a track and field athlete, is to have your best time at the state meet. Obviously, it's it's great conditions, and I'm sure there's extra adrenaline and, and emotion involved oh, yeah. in it that that maybe uh, kicks in a little bit too. So, that, well, the competitors. The competitors were a big factor. I never really had anyone pushing me all year. And at state, I just there was a bunch of good guys that uh I never met before, new new guys. So um I I wanted to see what they got and they they really uh brought the best out of me. So we're talking with Cade Stingle from Shiocton High School, a two event champion at the state track and field meet this year and last year. Uh Cade, you were the runner up as a uh, sophomore in both events, I believe. Is that is that what you told me? Yep. And then uh, freshman year was the COVID year. Um, you know, you mentioned a little bit earlier that that football was a a big part of what you've done as well at Shiocton. You guys had a great run to the state championship game this year and took home a silver ball as state runners-up. Um, you know, what, what do you see and, and how do you see that, that balance and that um, role as a multi-sport athlete, playing football, playing, uh, doing track and field, playing basketball in the past, being involved in other activities and other sports. Like how does that all come together as a multi-sport athlete? Honestly, this year it came down to our senior class. We had a very athletic senior class and I couldn't be more proud of my friends and, uh, the younger guys that stepped up. Uh, my, my, um, goal was to, be a leader and um, show them show them what can be done. And, you know, I wanted people to look up to me, basically. And uh, it just worked out um, for state football. Uh, we, we pushed each other all year. We had great practices, more fun this year. Uh, and we swept swept the, the playoffs. And then uh, we made a little state run, but we got... We didn't have the outcome at state, but it was good just being there and uh, couldn't be more proud of the guys. And then you asked how that relates to my other sports. Yeah. Like how, how does all of it come together? How does one benefit the other? How do you balance the time? Like how does it all work as an elite multi-sport athlete? 
Well, so f- football is, uh, you know, all of October and the fall. So that, that worked out perfect. That keeping in shape, um, mentally, I mentally preparing usually for basketball. I'm actually not a wrestler, by the way. Um, I was a basketball player my junior year, uh, t- freshman through junior year. I didn't do basketball this year. Um, as I was in the weight room as just pushing myself for, uh, football as that's what I'm going for. So, um, I had a bunch of guys pushing me in the weight room and, uh, I pushed a bunch of guys in the weight room and then we, um, had track growing up, which most of my friends are in track that, uh, everyone loves track and football really just mentally prepared us for track because nothing's harder than, uh, the cold weather on a Friday night under the lights with mosquitoes for football. So you're definitely preparing and, uh, there's nothing like a, a Friday night football game. So, and, uh, just for track, it's, uh, it really just prepared us for it conditioning wise and stuff like that. So we're continuing our conversation with Cade Stingle, outstanding multi-sport athlete at Shacked at high school. Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier that football was kind of the, the, the sport that you were going to move on at the next level. Um, talk us through, you know, what your, what your plans are for the next level and uh, what you're going to be doing now that you're, Careers uh, wrapped up at Shiocton. You're graduated. Your sports careers are done. What's what's next for you? So I'll be attending uh, Minnesota State and Mankato as a nickelback for them. And uh, I'll be going for business and finance as a major. Um, I've been down there a couple of times. Love the place. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be doing track, uh, but they did reach out to me. And I'm, I... I I'll see how it is, you know, two sports in college is a lot. So see uh, if I want to pursue that route a little bit more or um, just stick to just football and work on my major. So it's up in the area. Did you have opportunities? Did you pursue opportunities in track and field or was football really the one that you had focused on the, you know, the most of the time? I always, I always focused on football. I never really thought as track as uh, a sport I'd be doing in the the future years. As my dad was a college football player, and uh, he pretty he inspired me a lot, uh, pushed me too. And um, I just honestly love football like a lot more than any other sport. So, uh, this is the time of the year for a lot of um, high school football athletes to get out, to get to camps, to go to visit colleges. There's a lot of decisions being made uh, in the next month or two months as, as kids move into their senior year. For those uh, those kids that have not been through the process, you know, what was your process like getting recruited and trying to get recruited uh, for football at the next level? Yeah, so my junior year, I was doing camps probably just like most of the class of 2024 right now who should be doing camps in the summer, you know, traveling wherever they need to travel. Uh, the big thing was to be going to a combine is how it started and getting all your numbers and times and all that good stuff. And uh, then moving on to other camps and they just proving yourself there. Uh, I was at North Dakota state camp, three day camp, North Dakota, like all those places. I avoided big 10 because honestly I, di- I didn't have a reason to go 
into the bigger schools like that. Um, there's just so many people and stuff like that. And it just wasn't for me, but I highly recommend doing camps all summer. And, um, I wish I would have started earlier, like my sophomore year. Um, but I didn't really know about it. So if I had something to say for the class of 2024, I would, um, just keep pushing, pushing yourselves. Um, don't worry about what others are thinking about you. Like when you're on the field, um, like you see other people getting recruited at the camps and stuff like that. Just worry about yourself and uh, perform to your best ability. You know. Once the summer camp season wrapped up and you moved into the high school football season, how much of that recruiting process continued? How did that process change during the season compared to you know, during the summer or during the spring uh, of of junior year? Once once senior football rolled around, what what was recruiting like at that time? So I was keeping posted um, with most of the coaches. Twitter was huge. Um, you should definitely be on Twitter and talking to your college coaches, the people that are reaching out, uh, taking them in your your highlight films and stuff like that from Huddle, all that good stuff, which helped me tremendously leading into the football season as um, they were watching some of my games and um, stuff like that. So, and just, you know, getting all the highlights, keeping it, keeping it, keeping up to date on Twitter so they can see how you're doing it and how you're progressing throughout, throughout the season. And, uh, that's just what really clicked it for them. So, so you're headed to Minnesota state, uh, located in Mankato, a, a school that has had great success over the years, a school that has had great success with players from the state of Wisconsin, uh, over the years, what was it about Minnesota state that felt right, felt like home for you? Well, I, I loved everyone there. The coaches were very, very friendly. Um, they weren't very serious. Like, I, I, could, I could relate to them. I could get along with them. And they were, honestly, they were keeping up with me on my journey throughout my recruiting process throughout the summer the most, which really intrigued me. Um, that's what I was looking for, someone that actually, you know, cared about you a little bit. And uh, that's what kind of made my decision. Um going to minnesota state and they also had a my my major which was huge because I'll, you you got to think about the future also so all right Cade. well your uh your your high school career is wrapped up track is done um hopefully you get a little bit of time to relax here as uh as as you're done with track and and you don't have to deal with all of that but we certainly want to wish you the best of luck at minnesota state we'll we'll continue to follow you along on your path and your journey there but definitely appreciate you taking some time for us on the wsn podcast and again a huge congratulations on some incredible accomplishments as a high school athlete yeah i appreciate it thanks for uh thanks for taking the time to reach out to me and um have this interview i appreciate it All right, there you go. Great stuff from Cade, an impressive athlete, an impressive young man, impressive student uh, athlete as as well. And we certainly wish him the best of luck luck going forward. And so he'll be heading off to Minnesota State, likely very soon, I'm guessing, uh, sometime over the summer, to get ready for fall football that will begin, um, I don't know when, I guess, the Division II schools begin, sometime in August, I'm sure. But they'll have camps and workouts and things over the course of the summer, as, as many schools will do. Um, but, uh, time for us to, to wrap it up today on the WSN podcast. Again, we've got a lot going on in the uh, world of high school sports in a very short amount of time. And then there's 
going to be a little bit of a break, obviously. There's not uh, games. There's not official games now until mid-August uh, with the start of football. Um, and then, obviously, all the other fall sports getting going very quickly. There will continue to be news and information and analysis and previews that we'll be producing over the course of the summer. We have the WBCA All-Star Games that will be coming up, uh, the Basketball Association Games that will be coming up in June, the Baseball uh, All-Star Games and the Softball All-Star Games are in June as well, the Football WFCA uh, All-Star Games held in Oshkosh, those will be in July. They kind of serve as an unofficial kickoff of the new football season. Over the course of the summer, you can look for all kinds of information on WISports.net from our staff. Previews, off-season rankings, updated player rankings, all kinds of good stuff there. As you've seen on WSN over the last couple weeks, we've been putting out new rankings for, uh, excuse me, off-season rankings, spring rankings for high school football, wrapping those up over the next week. We've got our championship catch-up series where we'll, we'll check in and, and talk with the defending state champions in, in high school football, talk a little bit about last year, talk about what's going on this season. So just uh, plenty of, of stuff to keep up with, even without games and events happening uh, on the schedule. So be sure to, stu- be sure to stay tuned to wisports.net all throughout the summer. Also, let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Uh, also, it's it's road construction season in Wisconsin. Let's help make sure that we keep those people safe. Move over, slow down, uh, follow posted signs uh, and, and warnings for road construction, for emergency vehicles. Um, let's make sure that those folks stay safe as they are out there working as well throughout the summer. But that will do it for today for the WSN Podcast. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game. <laughs>